she worked. She's a consultant. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you have be? her business card? Because I know you have everyone's testing, card. Testing, testing, You know test, I do test. have her information. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Sometimes I can pull up her name. I just saw, I didn't see her. I saw her wife yesterday. Actually, I'm going to take a picture of this. That's a good idea. Great idea, Shaman. Yeah. I don't know why I never thought of that. Because I have to do this every free That's why people that. pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> to say stuff that is like... Um, I don't know why that's that's a weird thing. I don't know any NBA players, but I do know like two or three WNBA players. Like I don't know why that's. Yo, I why does it feel like it's more Ray common Allen at UConn for a very short period of time? Because uh, you know WNBA players. Yeah, well, like where I'm from in Florida, in Lakeland, Florida, we have like in Polk County in itself. For some reason, there's a lot of WNBA players that come out of that area. Why? Don't Wait, know. Hold on. Let's uh, let's start the podcast. Oh, go ahead. Let's, let's go into that because it's a uh, that's an interesting story. All right, recording. Welcome to another episode of the Not Dumb Podcast. I'm your gracious host, man, also known as Iron Man Abdullah. I got Shaman. Hey, fellas, how are you doing? All right, you want to do that again? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Hey, fellas, how's everybody doing? I got Cliff. Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on, man? I'm, I like having this young energy here, man. It's good, it's good. Mm. Oh, man, so... Let me tell you something, uh, audience. I want to tell all seven of you something. We This is our fourth podcast that we're burning. Or not... <laughs> okay, we've burned three podcasts. So since you've heard the last episode of 1.5, we have come back here and attempted... Not successfully so. We have attempted to do podcasts and uh, something's happened. So we're definitely going through the school of hard knocks here. Uh, the first time we came back, we were supposed to have Omar Kennedy here. And um, yeah, basically flaked out on us. You know, whatever. I'm over it. Uh, the second time we came back here, we had about 30 kids with us. Uh, both my kids and Siobhan's kids were here. We didn't have much of an option. And um, so we had to watch them. That's what dads do. What are you going to do? You know, throw them out a window. It's not going to work. Um, and then... Last week, we had an amazing podcast. It was excellent. It was actually rather good. I was quite proud of ourselves. And, um, oh, yeah, recorded it all on the wrong mic. So, um, basically, it was completely usable. Unusable. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, we're learning. We're learning. So, I I knew we were going to have some hard times, but I never thought it would be um, as frustrating as this because I'm a man who definitely hates to waste time. Time is money for me. So, um, and we wasted, like, three weeks of podcasts. So. What are you going to do? Each one was like 90 minutes. Oh, man. Each one was like 90 <laughs> minutes plus, And we're over here chatting it up and pretending like everything's good. And it, yeah, it didn't work out. So, um, yeah, man. But we're back. We're not going to give up. I think this is a great idea. We're going to keep pushing this podcast along. I am looking at the screen now. And we are actually recording on the correct mic. Hey. So, I'm <laughs> pretty, pretty proud of ourselves. Yeah, and here's the thing. I will... The last couple of podcasts, we actually had these great apologies to our wives for you know all Yo, the you know we have to do that section. all the all the terrible things we we've said uh, over the other podcasts you know because we're idiots I don't know we we're not idiots but we you know we do dumb things sometimes it happens what are you gonna do but I don't it's it's not as gonna it's not gonna be as good now because it's like that was like three or four weeks ago and you know we're not, it's not feeling the same like we had Drew Hill playing in the background we were crying and stuff begging for forgiveness I mean it was uh, crazy. And I don't know, so I'm, I'm just saying uh, to my lovely wife, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up. Apologize. We're not going to get the cool points that we would have no, gotten. No, we Those had were good quality cool points. Man, husband we had points. Quality. Husband points going on right there. Like quality husbands 
doing some serious apologizing for those. Uh, what, what did we say? What did we say? Let's not repeat it. it I, I even <laughs> forget. It was that long ago. Yeah, it was, it, long it was ago. messed up. But we were like, hey, you know, dudes just talk sometimes. Uh, but for I you a, listening, it probably was just what you just listened to. So Yeah, exactly. I had a whole bit, the whole podcast long about black boy magic. I'm not even feeling it anymore. <laughs> no, it was hilarious to me. And I can't even, uh, I, I don't even know if I can go into So if I say something like, hey, Shimon, you have exhibited excellent black boy magic today. There's no reference point. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, why it, is it, he? It's still a man code violation. It is. There. It's not dope. It is. I, I can hear it now. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a blessing in disguise. It's, that not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the coolest thing I ever said. I just still think it's funny in my head, but verbalized, it, it doesn't. It's just. I think know. that's one of those things when you say it as a joke, one of your boys got to go, no homo. Nah, bro, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to do it. You guys did that. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, I don't even know what we're going to do today. Uh, Cliff was talking about some WNBA players. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Cliff? Oh no, I was just saying like I, I seen a, a video on YouTube the other day about uh, Elena Deladon. I think that's pronouncing it right. She was the MVP of the WNBA a couple years ago. After right. She was uh, on Sports Center or one of those shows, uh, explaining how the WNBA is failing. Not failing, but they don't get marketed like NBA players do. Which she's not lying. She's 100 percent correct. Um, and she's saying that's that that's hurting. The bottom line of the sport is not getting the recognition. Um, the sales are down. The viewership is down. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Um, so I was just saying that one of my goals is I would like to do the marketing for WNBA because I think it's a, it's a good market. It's just not being nobody's working for them right now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, now I was saying too, in in Polk County, for some reason, there's a few WNBA players that are from the area. I can't name them off the top of my head. It was a while ago, but there's like three or four, and they're really really nice people. They come in the gym. They kick ass. They're really good. Like they yeah. can hoop. It's not a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's a legitimate market. I don't know why we don't. Is there a large audience? Is there a large audience for WNBA? I mean, there's a lot of women in the world, so I'm assuming that they would care to. But most support. women, most women don't really. Um, they are not into competitive sports like that. You mm-hmm. know. But the audience has actually grown um, because they've been. What they used to think that, and then they found that women are actually one of the major watchers of the NBA and the NFL. Really? Yeah, so the NFL, about um, five, seven years ago, started marketing directly towards women, mm-hmm. and their revenues went through the roof because women, one, bring their children to play in those sports, mm-hmm. ha- were attracted to the sports, and often didn't have a, a, a avenue to be professionals themselves after, like, unless they were going to be top-notch amateurs. Yeah. So they do consume sports. Maybe not as voracious as dudes hanging out in the sports bar acting crazy, but women do consume a lot of sports um, so if in they a different stop, type uh, of way. If, it, if they were to stop, um, you know, objectifying women and maybe uh, advertise them as regular consumers, maybe they could push the WNBA a little bit further. That's exactly Definitely. what her point was. She was saying that mm-hmm. um, if you look at any other sports that, it's dominated by men like the NBA and the NFL. Yeah, we're connected to those athletes outside of their profession. Like we know what they like to do off the field. Like they have a personality that's that's not disconnected to oh he's a basketball player. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. In yeah. the WNBA, they don't get the opportunity. Like I have no idea what these what they like to do outside of playing basketball. Which is weird because when they first started, Rebecca Lobo, I went to high school in Hartford, Connecticut. UConn is a, a stone throw away. I did party there in high school, um, and. She had you that. High school partying at the colleges? Uh, yes. Damn. Um, <laughs> so 
uh, Rebecca Lobo and a lot of the UConn players, if you were from Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, you knew them personally. They were, um, they had a good following. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the school had a good story, but this is when they first went undefeated and people were like, what? Yeah. And they were handling Tennessee, which is a phenomenal team in, in, in its own right. And somehow, years later, the WNBA wasn't getting the type of support that they really needed. Um, but there's plenty of girls playing basketball. Exactly. I mean, there's plenty of girls who play soccer. I think we talked about this on one of our burnt podcasts. The girls' soccer team in the U.S. are phenomenally better than the, bo- the male soccer team. Not even but close. The, they're not even close. Not even close. And, they wow. get, and the guys get paid more than they do. How is that possible? You haven't won a gold nothing. <laughs> they, they didn't even qualify for the World Cup. Wow! Not even participating. Yeah, because they would get handled, they would trashed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, so you're, so I mean, that must be a, a huge untapped market of just maybe women's sports women in, in general. general. Exactly. Like if you're saying the women, so I'm sorry, did I hear that? So the the, the men's soccer team, they're not even anything. They're terrible. But the women's soccer team that they, they got to the. They've won, they've won multiple they Olympics won the World and, and World Cups. And they make less than... They make less, yeah. yeah. Wow, That's all. that is cold. Bro. I mean, it, it, they, they the, sell out stadiums globally. They always the show the, the, um, the price. So, the wait, price. hold on. So, if the women are selling out stadiums and the money's there... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just, just not making it. They're just hosing the... the oh, the, no, the, bro, the, I'm striking. The world... Uh, no, I gotta the get world, my money, son. No, the man. U.S., Canada, China, and... If I was a woman. I think the Korean soccer team, female soccer teams... Are always in the in the top, and then there's a couple of European ones, and the Brazilians have come up. But the U.S. female soccer team is the Brazil of the Western Hemisphere. I'm, I might be over exaggerating a little bit. A lot of Brazilians are gonna be like, "What? They're good. they're badass. You know, they play with passion. They're fun to watch. If you like if you like soccer, like the U the U.S. female soccer team are fun to watch. O- overall, if you if you like the game, mm-hmm. um. I don't understand it. It don't. It don't make a lick of sense. In fact, the U.S. soccer team is so good that the amount of young girls that, since they've been winning championships since the, ni- the early nineties, yeah, w- women's uh, soccer who are pursuing sp- soccer as in uh, I want to say elementary school all the way to college has increased. Mm-hmm. That's how good they are. Man, yeah, they need to make some more money. Man, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And they were showing the uh, the salary, like the median salaries. Oh, it's disgusting. Like what it's is terrible. It? I think it? I might be misquoting it wrong, but it was like uh, I know in the NBA. I think it was somewhere like five point eight million is the median salary for an NBA player, and like in the WNBA, it might have been like seventy nine thousand. What? I was like, dude, that's just disrespectful. That is, like it's crazy, bro. I mean, NBA is the that's messed up. I mean, I don't understand. Really I, I'm not up. saying that. It I mean, should be they 5. might. 8 million, it's it's really to me. I mean, I look at the bottom line. If they're bringing bringing people in the door. Mm-hmm. And they're selling jerseys and stuff. That's money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should be appropriate to whatever whatever. Here we go. They're like, all right, so answer this question for me. Yeah. When does the WNBA season start? Well, I don't know anything about sports one way or the uh, other. I, so. well, I mean, it's, have it's, you ever seen a commercial? It's I don't new, watch. TV. I know that it, it, it kind <laughs> of starts I'm, I'm after the, the the men's team. So it usually starts in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's right after the. Would playoffs. it be like the same time though? I would assume. No, well, the NBA season ends and in usually June. in Ju- like the first June, week of June. June, okay. yeah, June. Right. The finals usually end around that time. Ten and then times the, hockey. Yeah. All right. 
No, yeah, no one knows about that. But <laughs> um, well, we live in Boston. Well, we like, live yeah. in Boston. We when the people on the Bruins stop riding the train with Bruins jerseys, I'm like, oh, hockey season's over, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And so I have no idea. Like, I don't know the exact start date or the end date of the. Like, I don't know who won the finals. Like, it's just random. It's just stuff. Just like, I used to know, but I I I, I got disconnected from it. I wasn't tapped into and it's it. It's sad. They're top-notch athletes. It's just yeah. sad that they you don't hear, get You want to hear a funny WNBA story? Because um, I feel, uh, to be honest, I'm going to level with you guys right now. Um, I feel out of the loop in this conversation because I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, but here's a funny WNBA story. Once upon a time, uh, back in Seattle, I used to uh, manage valets. I was an area manager for a valet company. And we did a special event at um, the EMP, I think it's EMP, EMB Music Project. If you go online, there's this huge funky looking building in Seattle near the Space Center, no, near the Space Needle. And it's like all, all these weird shapes all in it. And um, some WNBA team came. They were literally, I was like a child standing in a forest of women. Like they were gigantic, <laughs> bro. It was almost, it was kind of intimidating. I'll be honest with you, because back then I was also really fit and buff, and I was, I'm, I'm not short. I'm six feet tall, but to be totally dominated height wise by women, it was a little, uh, a little you know, intimidating. I used to, I've dated <laughs> basketball players before back in the day. Okay, and considering I am short, right? How tall ba- are you, man? I'm five foot five on the nose. I've dated ballerinas. I, I don't care. You know, back in the day, back in the I don't days. realize how short you are, but yeah, you are a short person. Yeah. Did you get a haircut? Yes, I did. Oh, it's very nice. Thank you, thank you. Good black boy magic there. No, negative. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> negative. Looks good though. It's good. It looks, it looks good. good. No homo. No homo. No homo. Throw it out. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. oh right. yeah. No, I, I had nothing else to add at the moment. All right, man. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, sorry, I had to just destroy that whole flow that you guys had, but. Um, <laughs> When I'm out the loop, I destroy the loop. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what's up with uh, what's up with your boy Yeezy, man? Yeezy's doing what Yeezy does. Yeah. I actually, to be honest, man, I don't really like Young Yeezy. No, no Kanye. Yeezy. Kanye. 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 You don't know Yeezy? I block Kanye out, man. We, we missed this conversation now, but uh, I have a whole. Uh, have you hit with one of those? Armenian ladies that oh, put put themselves out. Uh, no, look, I like Armenian people. So he 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 blocks out Kanye because he can't fathom the Kim Kardashian situation. Yeah, the Kardashians. Yeah, I'm what a, mean you a, can't fathom it. I block them all out. Like I would step over them even if they were like butt naked on the ground. I'd be like, "Excuse me, I got to keep going." Garbage. <laughs> oh, you just don't like them. Yeah, yeah. Poor no, character. I don't like I don't like them either. I don't think uh, they're they're that that family is. Um, Touched. It's almost like they're cursed, man. He's like they, touched. they got plenty of money and they're famous for being famous. Nothing else, just I'm yeah. famous. Every I'm dude famous. that ever messes with them just loses all their talent. Like, bro, I would not mess with any Kardashian single. Nothing. Like, I'm, I'm. Yeah, they're gonna be a cokehead. Cut your dick off. I mean, just not good things happen <laughs> to you when you mess with that family. Yeah. This is a family podcast too, by the way. So let's keep the keep the D words to a minimum, uh, if you don't mind. Um, not to say that they're not beautiful women, because they. Are I disagree with this? We we well, had this whole you conversation. Need to get off drugs. I don't know what to say. I, uh, I'm you know I just could only see the imperfections, like the surgery and the surgery. I, I'm not talking about the little daughters. Those those little the little daughters are actually all white. They just make themselves look like Kardashians with 
implants in their lips and stuff and dark hair, but both their mother and father are completely white, so I don't know why they like to look like Kardashians. I mean, maybe it's marketing, I guess, but still. I, I, I still don't feel them. I, I, I know, like, so many other women that are much prettier than them on the top of oh, my of head. Oh, of course. I, I do, too, but that doesn't mean they're not good-looking women. I mean, you know. There you go. Agree to disagree. Uh, hey. But here's the thing about what do you what do you say? <laughs> a lot of hate. Straight hate. I'm I'm sorry. I I, I can't. Nah, I wouldn't pass. See, you've been grown up with them the, because so they've been like, telling you since you were like 12 that these women are hot, and there are a lot of hotter women. Well, no, well I'm not saying that there isn't more. There's not women that are more beautiful than Kim Kardashian, but I'm not going to deny the fact that she's gorgeous. It's too strong of a word. I don't. I think that's too strong. That's too strong of a word. <laughs> well, I, I mean, gorgeous. I mean, I, I mean, let me see. Who's uh, she, gorgeous? She has some level of attraction. Yeah, to some <laughs> yeah, sure. She has. She's. Attraction. She is an attractive woman, and nobody's as fine as my wife. That's number one. I'm gonna just put <laughs> that right out that. there. He saw that. trade coming right towards him. No one is fine as my wife. My the wife foresight is, so is amazing. Lovely yep. and beautiful. And oh yeah, we can feel it. You can feel it in the back of your head. Like I, I think I stepped in it. I don't want to say nothing about. I mean, I would listen. My wife is dope, son. Anyway, uh, but um, I I don't know. I don't know if she's gorgeous. Gorgeous is a pretty strong word. I'm trying to think. I'm who, probably going to get in trouble because I didn't say my wife is gorgeous. You should also probably, you know, yeah, I'm my not wife tell you what is, to do, in, but. you know, supermodel pretty. So I'm good. Um, I'm trying to think who 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 would you say is gorgeous? Uh, my wife, my Besides, mom, <laughs> my daughters. You know what? I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah. There we go. Because we need to save ourselves right quick. Yeah, I'm gonna but, no, but, on, but we on, should on, walk away from that. Uh, on the personal level, like people who have outward physical beauty, that I say, hey, that's that's an attractive woman. Mm. Um, I like the classical looks. You know, like a person that. If she or did not have makeup, she's still beautiful. That's where it is. You know what I'm saying? Makeup or no makeup. And makeup, I actually no hate makeup. Outfit or no outfit, still bad. That yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I you agree know? with you. But yeah. I think I think you're young though. I think when you get older, you kind of get a hold well, of your. Yeah, I, I completely yourself. agree. Hopefully, so I understand. Because there's nothing worse than like that old dude that still thinks he's a player. Oh man, you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like Bishop Don Magic Wand. That dude looks. <laughs> Crazy son, have you seen him? I saw a picture of him online. I think he looks crazy on purpose, so that's his. Deal. I know, yeah, that's part of his brand, yeah. But th- it's not just him. There's a dude that hangs with him. He used to be a singer back in the um, '90s, and you still you can tell, still tell, he's trying to be a player. I forget yeah. his name, Bruh Come uh, on, yeah, but he's like, bro, sad. you're like 58, bro. Like you can't have grandchildren go, trying to be a player. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah, that's wild. You got little kids. Calm that sucker down. You can't be going to the club at 50. Like, what are you doing at the club? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Sit, sit in the sit VIP there, area and pretend. Sipping, you know, like, like oh, yeah. If I don't pay my rent today, I could ball out of control. No, no bottles no. on me. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, man. I just, as far as Kanye goes, I, um, I, I really don't really think he. I don't. I don't think he's genuine because I don't think he's crazy or stupid. I think he's, you know, I think he's following that Kardashian playbook of um, all publicity is good publicity. So. You know, he's got an album coming out, and there you go. All yeah. eyes on him. Got an album coming out. He's got another line of his fashion coming out. Yeah. He's been... <laughs> well, how, how long has he been married to Kim now? Was it going on three years or something like that? Somewhere really? Close to that. that long? Yeah, That's impressive. Yeah. And, you know, if you're with Kim, you are also married to Kris Jenner, which is the business mastermind of publicity. And you have to see so, the, the, the yes. dad, too, often Bruce yeah. Jenner, whatever his name is now. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are you gonna do with that? So I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Negative. All right, so let's let's 
drop those people. Yeah, let's drop it. Um, man, your boy, uh, your boy Bill Cosby, man. I think he's done. We spoke about this in the last episode, so I kind of feel like, you know, what am I going to say about it with exuberance? I don't really have any because we already talked about it. So maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, I think the gist was uh, we separated Bill Cosby the man from the Bill Cosby the legacy. Yeah. Um, I, c- I hope we could say, hey, Bill Cosby the legacy did some good stuff for the community. The man let us down. And let himself agree, down and man. also hurt a bunch of people. I gotta agree, man. I, I feel like um, I, I, it's really heavily leaning toward it. looks like he did it. I try to give every benefit of the doubt. You know, with all of our um, black celebrities that get caught up, I try to give every benefit of the doubt. You know, I'm, not, I'm definitely not convinced about Michael Jackson. I don't think he did any of that. So, so does everyone get that, that separation? No, of most, artists and no, most people don't do it. But, no, but a lot of I can't do it with R. Kelly. <laughs> I was gonna say, so I'm like, so, so no, I cannot do it. So with R. Kelly, there's no distinction there. We're not gonna well, separate. here's the thing: R. Kelly hasn't done anything. What has he done for anybody besides? Oh yeah, I mean, completely. You know, I can we'll compare him to Bill Cosby, as far as like yeah. that legacy and wise, but we don't separate musician from person. Or I mean, you you say, hey, that person has a, an amazing talent. Like I'm not gonna be like R. Kelly's a terrible, you know, musician. He's a great musician. Damn He's a terrible know. person. Yeah, terrible. And I try not to support him. The thing but about R. Kelly, he writes so many songs though. It's kind of hard to know if and not you're listening to our R. Kelly song. But I know overtly, he's not getting dollars from me if no, I can help it. Not at all. But here's the thing though: if we saw a video of Bill Cosby drugging somebody and, you know, well, I mean, taking how many advantage of him, are there though? Does that, that no? But I'm saying evil. we saw a video of R. Kelly pissing on a little girl. So I mean. That's true, yeah. It's like, damn, son, it's over. I can't, I can't, I can't mess with you no more. It's over. I can't. There's nothing I can do here. It's mm-hmm. over. So if I saw that video, I might, I might be on the same train for uh, Bill Cosby. But I mean, he really has done a lot for black, uh, just black people in America. I think he, he kind of had some, um, you know, he kind of had some Uncle Tom energy. I can't front. He kind of did a little bit lightly, not strongly. Kind of had some no with the whole you know pull your pants up you guys are stupid you know why is he like it it, it, it was actually uh, on um, Adult Swim there was this cartoon making fun of Bill Cosby going around kidnapping other black comedians and they're like they were fighting Bill Cosby and in the end Bill Cosby's throwing up I guess they don't want this money <laughs> and he's just sitting on stacks of cash yeah he's he didn't make a, a lot of money he didn't oh, yeah. make a lot of money half a billion or a billion was he a billion i, I, I don't know no, no. he's not listed as a black billionaire i think he's like half a billion he, he made a lot of money a lot yeah i mean he could have made a lot more but he was doing really well he was yeah. it's one of the things where you do a lot of most of the stuff right but you got a you got a demon that you don't address and a lot of people in Hollywood or a lot of people who are famous yeah. are not incentivized to deal with them personal issues, those personal demons, and they just feed that bastard and it gets out of control. Exactly. It's not, they are not incentivized to deal with it. They are actually incentivized to not deal with it. And yeah. they actually, like you get a certain level of power and money. It's like, hey, let me go do this thing that no one else can do because I always wanted to do this. Like he, and he had, he, they actually, I saw a, a, a clip that someone put together on YouTube of all these different times that he's been talking about Spanish Fly and his stand-up and with different people and all this stuff. And that's really something he was, like, really down for. Like, how many times have you even mentioned the word Spanish Fly? I've mentioned that, like, five times in my life. Probably. If. Um, it and it's like, not even anything real. It's like, you know, so he's, he's over here. I mean, that's really, like, something he had. And, um... You know, even if, even if, like, I don't even believe all of the defense. Like, I don't believe that 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 lady who comes and talks with Gloria Allred and she's got the seashells around her neck and she got her hair all, you know, puffed out. I don't believe her when she talks. But 
At least one of them did. And if you did it at least once, then I mean you're guilty, bro. It's over. You know you can't. You know you can't do that. Yeah. You know disappointment. Yeah, I'm highly disappointed. Are, are there any black people we're not disappointed in right now? Mm. That we're not disappointed in. Well, we can always go back to. There's a long, that is yeah, a long pause who, right who now. Who I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm no. not sure if I understand what you're asking. Yeah, who who's still doing well? Because it feels like a black celebrity. You mean who's doing well? Yeah, there's a lot who's still doing well. I mean, yeah, I'm not really into the famous stuff, but I mean, there's a lot. But of see, that's the thing. That's that's how media. Will Smith is doing. That's uh, how the media portrays. That's what we pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, we pay attention to all the bad to. things. Will Smith is doing great, actually. Yeah, he is. He got a vlog on YouTube, which is amazing. His YouTube really? channel. It's awesome. Is it like heavily produced though? No, like it's, it's actual. Like he's with the camera, everything. Like it's. it's I mean, oh, the quality is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, it's actually really posted good. a couple of stuff on LinkedIn and on Facebook. No, yeah. but when I say heavily produced, like you know how it's not like scripted or nothing like that. Mm-mm. Or he's just okay. off the cuff. Yeah, it's just off the cuff. He's oh, really? Just you know, he is a, he he does have good control of his voice because he's been acting a long time. But it, it comes across being really genuine. Mm. He's a high mm-hmm. energy guy. Mm-hmm. Pretty, it's it actually out. kind of motivational too. Yeah. Pretty good. I don't care that failing forward. I like that whole yeah. concept that he was writing about. Like, like real pe- successful people aren't afraid of failing, but you're failing to learn, and then you're applying it and relearning. The and not fail. dumb podcast, uh, right there. Yeah, like, yeah. we just failed we three, times. Fail three times. <laughs> we failed three times. But uh, you might notice the the uh, sound quality is a lot better. Now. Look at how, look at how like I got these knobs almost down packed. Not really, but almost. Uh, <laughs> I know where to turn the gain. Mm-hmm. Give myself that Barry White. Check this out. Give it a Barry White right there. Look at that. See, I know what to do. I know how I did that. I didn't know how to do that before. I just mm-hmm. learned something. Yeah. So, and yeah. we are like talking on real microphones. Uh, yeah, we got real like hundred plus dollar microphones here. So mm-hmm. you know, we get down over with here. the whole spittle guard and everything. Yeah, we got guards on it. You can't see it, but we got we put guards on it. So you, all the plosives. <laughs> I didn't know what plosives were before, but apparently when you say B and P sounds. Without the plosives, here. Listen, I'll just do this. I just took it off, and if I say something like bubble gum, Ooh. wow, or popcorn, blowing my eardrums I, out right I, now. We just learned. We learned, and we failed up. We learned that through trial and error, <laughs> and YouTube videos. You can learn a lot on YouTube videos. So YouTube University. You got to screen some of the stuff out though, because sometimes people are like giving YouTube videos on just I think they just want to like a friend virtually hey like, look at me yeah. <laughs> like um, I don't really know you like that but yeah uh, that's nice yeah exactly oh man that's a really good question I can't think of any black people that I'm proud of at the moment that's that I'm proud I'm, of I mean I can I, I, I just I don't think about I mean, it I'm how do you guys feel about the Obamas I love the Obamas I'm I love Obama. Michelle Obama Everyone loves Michelle Obama. She is well beloved. I like her a lot. So. I'd like to. I mean, I'm, it sounds like I'm trying to. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing sexual, but I'd like to like hang out with her. She yeah. seems like a cool person to hang out with. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like real cool, and she's like that, that 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 mom down the block that you could do all kinds of cool stuff with, but then would make sure you did your homework or something. Like, yeah. hey, I made a pie. She's you cool, did your homework. Man. Let's go play some ball. She's in shape too. She had guns, son. Yeah. Yeah. She's. I like her, and that's that. And that's really, to be honest, that's one of the saving graces for for me in my book. I know you guys are probably Barack Obama fans, but I I personally don't feel like um. I don't think I don't. I really don't think he was that good, and I'm tired. And here's the thing: I'm tired of I'm tired of uh, uh, politicians coming into office and retiring multimillionaires. Like, why is that always the case? Because with our they, politicians, uh, you're gonna know power begets power. So as you become 
that level of power and influence, people are going to be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to make those connections, even if you're not on the take. You don't have to be on the take, but you know what the rules are because yeah. you're setting them, and you, you you have a lot of influence. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, you you fall into that trap of power and you become one of them. Well, you could be. You could be. Well, there's there's different types of people. Not everybody is the same sinister type of power, just going after it for its own sake. But you get to get a. You get to get a little bit of a carve out and hey, you know, he might be in the power with like the Bill Gates, you know, trying to do something positive with the world. And then there's other people like the. Uh, uh, I can the, hear your nostrils when you. Um, yeah, that, there was a deep inhale. Of, yeah. uh, I, I was my brain was like, don't even give them credit right now. But we know the people who, who sponsor a lot of misinformation out there. Right? And then there are people who are always, hey. That's going to cause trouble. Let me invest in it. I would say that anyone who is involved in misinformation and deception, that's pretty much the enemy. Yeah. It's pretty much the enemy. But anyway, what I was saying about Barack Obama is because if you have a woman like that, then, you know, like I said, behind, we said this last podcast uh, that no one heard, but we said it. Behind every great man, there's a great woman. She's a great woman. So I know that she wouldn't be involved with someone who's not an also good person. I feel like he's he's technically probably a good person, but I think he fell into the trap of power and luxury and wealth and all that well, stuff. You, you, it's not the first time. You're not the only person I've heard say that too. It's, yeah. it's a lot of people who've come out saying recently that um, you know his eight year run didn't change too much. No. But I mean, me, I'm not really deep into politics, so I'll I'll you know ask this to you. Take guys. your time. It's um, very depressing when you do get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, um, there's a. No, there was a lot of work. In fact, the current administration is working its butt off to uh-huh. deconstruct a lot of the stuff that they put in that was to protect uh, people's individual rights as well as minorities. Um, Jeff Sessions is the enemy to every brown person in this country. Good Lord. Yeah, th- that guy is not a good person. I mean, Trump's whole cabinet is just. <laughs> it's all about people saying, hey, we yeah. want to get back to the good old days of slavery. Basically. You know, that's where really women were in the kitchen. I really feel they want that. Yeah. They want yeah. the women in the kitchen yeah. and the Negroes out there picking cotton where they can, because it's about economic exploitation for their uplifting. They don't really want you to be a slave. They don't want to be beating you or anything, but they don't want you having more money or being equal to them. So when they talk about Barack, what, what exactly what, what did we expect him to, to change exactly? Because I know like he catches a lot of heat from some people for, for uh, I guess not making enough changes. Or, I guess when you have that influence, you're expected to do certain so, things. But how much of that is actually his so fault? So let me, let me, let me, it's not just Barack. I'm, I'm going to put it out there and then Shaman's going to, because I know Shaman is, is very more, um, I'm not going to say you're more knowledgeable than I am on politics, because I'm very knowledgeable on politics. But I will say you have a more traditional view of politics, and you're not, and that your view on politics is not necessarily incorrect. I think we just have a different opinion on it. But here, let me go first, because I dominate everything, and I want to. I just do this. I don't know why. I probably shouldn't. You know? Do you want to go first? No, you can go first. Okay. All right. So here's here's the thing. It's not just Barack. What are you waving at? You're patting on the drum. Oh, I'm sorry. That probably doesn't sound well when I'm banging on that. All right. It's not just Barack. Our politics in America, from the base outwards, and I'll say the base, not the core. The base outwards. The core is just, you know, demons trying to lead everybody to hell. That's what the core is. But the base is there's a lot of racism. There's a lot of elitism. There's a lot of corruption at the base, and that's Democrats and Republicans. All right. Um, Barack Obama came into that 
with not a lot of um, backing behind him to support him in all the good things that he probably wanted to do. Who knows? Um, and so as a result, because he didn't have the support, like he, he was part of the Democratic Party. But what we fail to all realize, and I think Americans fail to realize, the Democrats are not here to save us. They serve power and, and, and uh, wealth just as much as the Republicans do. They just do it in, in a, with a prettier face on it. But they do the exact same things. You know, all the pipelines that we have leaking all around the country, all the wars that we're in, all the, you know, rich people who aren't paying, paying any taxes, all the schools that, that need, you know, millions and millions of dollars, and they can't, oh, they just can't find the money. Flint, Michigan, they, they haven't had water since 2004, clean water since 2014. They can't find the money for these things, but they can make it rain on Syria and whoever else with missiles at $20 million a pop. They actually ran out of missiles in 2016. They ran out of missiles, these five, six, $10 million missiles, and they're just, just killing poor people. Apparently, poor people are the bane of the earth, apparently. And what did Barack Obama do differently that George W. Bush didn't do? That um, And they're over here trying to act like George W. Bush is like cool now. He's not. He's an evil asshole. Anyway, that's another issue. Um, and what is he doing differently? Like uh, Donald Trump to date has still killed less people than Barack Obama did in his first term in office. OK, so and when we say he killed, I mean, it's subjective. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of other people involved in that decision, but still he's at the top of it. So I say Barack Obama and I say Donald Trump. I know they're not the only people involved in this, but um, so we're over here killing poor people around the world, trying to pretend like we're, you know, you know, fighting for democracy. We're over here not still not funding all the things we have at home, like, you know, all the pollution that we have with uh, oil, all the things that we have with banking, all the things that we have with uh, um, all the kickbacks that we got, all the like corrupt, like the, the whole idea with the superdelegates and how the, the Democrats are, are, they control election, they win one, the Republicans fix it with their, um, what do we call it before? The superdelegates help the Democrats. Put the superdelegates on the Democratic side. And, and then you, were, you were talking about the Electoral College. The Electoral the College. On the, on the, they, yeah. seem to, they seem to work it out for the Republican side. So whenever the people want a certain thing, they can still steer it their direction. Though, I mean, he, he, he came into an extremely, extremely corrupt system. And, um, you know, it's not like he could come in and just change that without, like, you know, a thousand people behind him at least politically helping him to get his message out and do good things. He kind of has to bend to whatever. Like a lot of people think the president is the king of America. He's not. Donald Trump is not the king of America, but he's a symptom of what America has become. You know, I don't think he did an absolutely terrible job. I think he was, I think his, his value, really his only value has been in um, a representative of black people doing good things. I think uh, around the world, there's not anyone who can, who can say that the Obamas and their legacy has not been superficially appealing he's well spoken he wasn't an idiot like george w bush he did good now shaman go ahead i know you're just waiting go ahead. <laughs> well i would say that i agree with you a lot of people think that the president is a king and is going to come in there and make decrees and everything is going to change and it gives them permission to sit on their hands and what you watch in the the all the energy that happened in 06 and in 08 they brought obama in and you had sweeping pissed a lot of people who wanted the, the good old days back and people and I'm talking about all the tree hugging progressives and the like uh, Irish people did not show up in 2010 and 2010 was a census year 
So the Republicans came into power and guess what? They redrew all the political lines. And although there were more Democratic voters, all of a sudden there's way more Republicans in office because they were like, they would they can draw a line between a townhouse. How you do that? It's a, it, oh, is that the gerrymandering? Gerrymandering, yeah. which is the worst thing that ever, but it's been around in this that country for That's another thing that generally serves Republicans, but Democrats well, do it, it too. It serves whoever's in power at the time. Exactly, the Republicans yeah. have really been focused on it yeah. because they don't have the numbers. Yeah. The, the issue with the underlying problem is people don't understand the mechanics of government. Government is about who is willing to go and not just pick it, but work day in and day out on how you partner. And right now, the Republican Party, although there are less of them, are better at it. The Re- Democrats have moved in. And I'm not even going to say Democrats or Republicans because the majority of the machinery are relatively the same. Mm-hmm. They support different elements of business, right? Exactly. Different elements. It is, yeah. um, it's just now that the, the Republicans went towards when in the 70s the racists ran into the republican part, left the democratic party and went into the republican party in droves mm-hmm. not to say that the democrats don't have racists in them they, the republican party didn't became more dominant mm-hmm. going on at the same time when we don't pay for any crap is this guy named grover norquist along with others but he's the, like the the head believed that if you starved out government people return it and government should be paying for things so you had less planned tax money going for the things like schools and education and food and stab- stabilizing the economy, stable- making sure things are working properly. And then what happened is government's going to has a lot of other tools. Government went to like, I still need to make money. Okay, let's charge people, have prisoners making stuff. Let's charge more fees. Tolls came back into it. Toll rules came back in, in, wait, back wait, in hold the eighties. So you said what? What did you say about prisoners making things? So the uh, uh, for a long time, the Supreme Court has said that prisoners could not work for uh, and support themselves because it was essentially slavery. And then you saw that being weakened because they were looking. Pr- prisoners are a source of cheap labor. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, their prisoners are making all kinds of stuff. And they're charging them. Well, we need to deduct from room and board. But like, well, no, they're there because they're in prison. Yeah. They're doing a task from yeah. their labor power. You need to compensate them. Yeah. Not paying them thirteen cents an hour. Wow. Room and board. Yeah. Wasn't that that uh, that thirteen um, documentary? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what they were talking about. So that's that was the inception of it. Is what you're saying? Well, it, it, it was kind of tied together. Yeah. What has happened is that as we've gone over to this idea that we need to be in this very low tax environment, which means that pe- wealthy people are paying less and less money. Um, moderate, you know, war- working class people think they're paying less money, but then you end up spending money in different places. So when we ride on, we're in Massachusetts, and you ride on the Pike. Mm. Well, that you're paying tolls. That toll is is, is supposed to do payback for that road. Yeah, true and sound. But that's also paying to the investors, the private companies that invested in that toll roads. Yeah. They're making your money instead of it going back into your community. Some of that's going over to whatever I foreign didn't know company. That. Yeah. Well, it depends. It's bigger in the South look because toll roads are for profit, nonprofit partnerships. They have bonds, which means there's private investment. We've always done that kind of mixture. As people want to pay less, mm-hmm. you can't pay less and get more. It doesn't ever happen. Yeah. 
it, you're going to have people are going to have to realize that if you want good government, you're going to have to be involved. You're going to have to pay for it, yeah. either in sweat, thought process, or money, and realistically, a combination thereof. Um, yeah, I am hyper involved in politics because I'm not going to leave it to the next person because I don't know the character of the next person. The next person could be a dirtbag. So if if we sit back and we sit on our hands and say, "Hey, the pro." The, the system is corrupt and the system got a lot of problems yeah. but the system is designed for people to compete good or bad for their ideas to win mm-hmm. and the people with the most energy we t- lie and tell people people with the best ideas win no the people who have the most exuberant with the most energy That's behind absolutely the idea true. is who wins so if you want to be passive you're going to get what you're going to get it is the people who get up and do something yeah That's right really now, at the end of the day um can I, can I tell you a quick toll story that'll make you angry? Sure. I went down to New York, right? Um, crossing that bridge from Queens into Manhattan. Oh, yeah, that's like $7. It was like $8. <laughs> and I had to go back. It was like <laughs> 16 So I paid $16 across a bridge. Uh, that's one. Uh, I took I-90 to go to um, Niagara Falls one time. Guess how much the toll is when you when you get from Buffalo to... Niagara Falls. Guess. Go ahead. Just guess. Like what? Twelve dollars. Nope. Thirty. Higher. I. It makes me angry thinking about it. Like me and my wife, we were actually. My wife doesn't curse, uh, and we were both cursing after this. Twenty-seven dollars. Twenty-seven dollars. Twenty-seven dollars. One way toll for a one-way toll from to get to Niagara Falls. That's hustling. Anyway, and you know that's not taxes. No, no. You know, there's somebody who's like, I'm getting my investment back on this one. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro. That was. That was crazy. What about freedom of motion? And yeah, it's terrible. And the thing about it is, when we were coming back, we figured out a way to get around that toll. And we, if we knew that, yeah, we would have saved. So, that but you know, you have to give up if you want to get around the tolls because I hate paying tolls. Yeah, you got to give up time. It's just time, but it's yeah. no, it wasn't that much time. Like oh, you just have to know the streets. That's all. Oh, okay. And you can get around it, but I mean, here in here in Boston, we got we got a couple of tolls on ninety or something. I mean, you, not even tolls anymore. It's just a little. Pass. Yeah, they're, they're they're hitting you right up. Yeah, and then if they bill you, they charge you like an extra twenty. I'm like, why are you charging me forty seven cent stamp? Yeah, hey, charge me the toll plus the stamp, and that's it. That's it. They, yeah. You shouldn't be charging me five dollars, twenty dollars for process. You're you're incompetent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it seems like politics is, is it's a game of influence and power, and usually the ones that are the most influential who take the chances. Well, we have the power best backing and money and money. We, we, because if I wonder the way politics is partially designed, is if I'm in business, I could be doing business directly, but now my business interests are in. It doesn't have to be. It could be my personal interests. I could be. Uh, I have an issue with a, a couple of issues, uh, things. I have a problem. I want to go tell my political representative, hey, you need to fix this. They're like, well, I need 30 people to come or a thousand people. You got a thousand people to call an elected official. They start to move. So you go and you engage those thousand people. Your elected official moves. You realize, oh, shoot, I got some other issues that I want to work on. Let me get a system in place or organization to move thousands of people so I can get what I want. And then I advocate. That's how that came about. It's not inherently sinister. It's just that they're depending what the person's focus. It could be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to counter, you know, counterpoint that you got to get out there and speaking. Mm-hmm. So if the person is selling crack on the corner and you keep walking by that person selling crack, he's not going to stop, or she is not going to stop selling crack. But here's the, here's the thing, Shawan. I agree with you. All right, I agree with you on what 
we need to be more engaged in. But what I what I what pisses me off about American politics is the hypocrisy. Oh, it's mad hypocrite. And I just I can't effing stand it that these people are coming out here trying to pretend like they're better than us, trying to pretend like they have uh, you know, holier al- than altruistic thou? intentions, holier than thou. Ah, uh, uh, maybe. Um, but I, they always act like they have um, good intentions and, you know, they're good people. And we're, you know, like the Democrats are the good guys and the Republicans are the bad guys. Well, that's because we live in Massachusetts. And if no, you were in the South, it's, you'd it's be the, the, whole, the way It's around. the whole country. I mean, yeah, same thing. They're just playing sides off of sides and they both are corrupt. And I just get sick of that because you guys are all pro-war. You're all pro-oil. You're all anti-environment. You're all uh, um, um, very have racial policies in practice in uh, in the judicial system and if there's if something's brought to their attention like hey this is a problem they don't do anything to stop it you know it's not like they're saying hey let's put in these protections for certain people who are getting taken advantage of in the racial system and the uh in the healthcare you, system, you like, gotta move a bunch of people in different spaces. Okay, but is, if you're the so president, you if you're a good person and you're acting like a good person, then do good things. None of them do good things, and this is why I say. But they, I would say some of them do good things sometimes. Who but you gotta get? Who did a good thing? Name name uh, one person who did a good thing on his own court, where he wasn't he or she wasn't forced to do it because a million people came and knocked on the door. None of them. But go ahead. I want you you know tell me. I mean. I, there are plenty of times where politicians will do good things when it aligns in their interests. They're not crazy. They, okay, but then they're just an opportunist. That's all that is. They're not necessarily. I mean, their poli- their job is to be politicians. If you if you want them to move, I think about this. If you're playing that chessboard and you want them to move in your position, you got to play how they what motivates them, which means but, you clear the road for them. But this is what I'm saying. It. it that's the way it is, and I understand that that's the way it is. I'm, I get it, but what I'm saying is, why do we always have to fight to do something good? Oh, I see what you saying. When they're acting yeah. like they're doing the good things already, they never do the good things. They 100% of them, with the exception of who, Bernie Sanders and Dennis Kucinich or something. I mean, even you, you Bernie have to and like, Kucinich sometimes have to get deals because they make deals with other people, and sometimes somebody calls them on the vig, and they gotta make the, they gotta pay it back. Okay, it's a it's about but making back, horrible relationships. I'm paying sometimes. it back. I get because that's that is business. And I understand you got to cut here and add here and that kind of stuff. I get that. But what I'm saying is, you never see these guys out here fighting for the things that really, really matter, unless you got a million people who are upset at them and writing letters and oh hey, we found out that uh, let's let's take prison labor for instance. I'm not saying that this is a thing, but let's say uh, someone decided to. Uh, Instead of paying prisoners 50 cents an hour, they said, okay, you know what? Let's pay them $6 an hour because that's minimum wage or I'm just trying to make something up here. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't happen. That's definitely the right thing to do, right? But that wouldn't happen without some crazy ass, you know, legal knockdown fight that took 10 years. But why is because they are in beholden to big business. I mean, big business doesn't want to pay money. Why do you get more drugs in prison than you do on the street? Okay, but this is what no, but it's I'm not saying accidental. We should have we should have politicians that represent our best interest. It shouldn't always be where we're fighting them to do the right thing. And this is my problem with politics in America. These these politicians are always always looking out for themselves and whoever donated money to them. Yeah. So basically, how do we eliminate the game? Like why, you, why you can't eliminate need, the game because you, you just push? put a new you put another game in with another set of rules. Yeah. Okay, oh, no, that's that's hyper. That I mean, uh, that's speculative. We don't know that. I, you know, if if we really like, here's the reason why. 
The reason why everyone came out in mass for Barack Obama, think back, remember 2008. Mm-hmm. Before before he started running, he came out with a speech at the Democratic convention for um, whoever was running against Bush at that time. I oh, can't for uh, Kerry. Okay, so he came out and he did this great speech, and everyone's like, "Man, this guy's a great guy. He's gonna do good things." You know, Edwards was really corrupt. Edwards and the, uh, the person on the vice president ticket ended up being a re- had good policies, ended up being a real problem. Had a lot of problems. I can't picture. Oh, I think is that the guy who had like a rotund wife, and they were like kissing or something or something like that. I think. Um, t- not that, but he was he was actually doing some um, some uh, financial shenanigans that they caught him a few years so, later. Yeah, but anyway, my point is, everyone came That's out for Barack Obama, and they came out for him because they thought, hey, here's a good guy, here's an intelligent guy, he's going to do the right thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to give you the finger. I was counting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the right thing. No, but. Uh, uh, that's why people vote. Mm-hmm. We want a guy who's good, who's going to do the right thing. We can't all pay attention to everything. That's why we live in a republic and not an act. Everyone calls it democracy. It's actually a republic. It's, yeah, we clearly. Can't, you, you got 360 million people here. It's really hard to make that a democracy. You got to have representatives, and that's called a republic. So, you know, we, you know, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, no matter who we vote for, we vote for them because we think they're a good guy. The people who voted for Trump, they're like, hey, this is a good guy, and he's going to do good things. Okay? Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah, a little bit. Now, okay. some serious cognitive dissonance then, going on. I right know. Here. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance. That's another thing we tapped on, and I don't even feel like, the, you know, we tapped on that in our last podcast, and, you know, the one that we recorded into the wrong mic. Yeah, that one. Uh, so you won't be able to hear that. But it was it was deep, son. We went crazy with it. Um but all these guys get voted for, and they they never end up doing good things. Like if you if you lay out a list of good things and bad things for the country, and you say, "Hey, politicians, sit down here," that guy's gonna pick all the bad things on the bad side and get those things done, and he'll he'll just push it on through without even asking. Well, hey, let's no let, let, hold on hold on uh, uh, hold on. So hey, let's uh, let's up the our friggin' crazy ass uh, seven hundred billion dollar war budget, and who are we in war with? Oh, terrorism. Hey, let's up that another $90 billion because, you know, whatever. Let's up that the, the whole gross domestic product of the next three countries combined. I don't know if that's what it is. I'm making that up. But it's like a crazy amount of money. It's a gross no domestic one, project. No, but there's no, there's no, look, there's no, like, debate. There's no, like, oh, let's just do it. Let's do it. Hey, done. <laughs> but and it's like, hey, can, can the teachers get some school supplies? Because the republic, this is where the republic is. It drives it's me crazy. Conti- like, why can't, why is America? Okay, sorry. I'm just talking too no, much. No, 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 no. No, I, if you're doing regular stuff that the republic if you're saying, hey, this is a republic and we're just going to continue to do what we're doing. The republic doesn't want that, though. The, well, I'm saying the republic as an organization, that's just maintaining the status quo and trimming here, adding there. That's easy to do. When you talk about going against the grain of the republic or something that needs to be done. but So education and clean water pipes are going against the grain of the republic? It's not going against the grain of the republic, but the people in power right now don't care about your poor-ass child getting educated. Exactly my point the issue is because people haven't held them accountable they're like yo you're not even trying i saw i heard a theory that um uh a lot of the racism in politics is um is based off of white people feeling um that their numbers are dwindling yeah, numbers are dwindling. They are yeah. but the reproduction rates are dropped no but to the point where they actually feel like threatened like 
I might not exist in 200 years kind of thing. Yeah, because the, 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 the disease of what is white is white is a made up concept. I'd like to ask a white person if they if they feel this way. I'd like to have a conversation like, hey, you know, white guy. And I, not in a, in a respectful way, not like uh, I'm not trying to demean him or nothing. Like, yeah. I just really want to know, like, hey, do you guys feel like. But look like, at Barack, Barack Obama is a good example. Because he's as soon actually as, as soon equally as, like, white and black, right? He's black, though. But he's considered black politically. In the United he, he States, just is. legally black <laughs> in the United States because he's one thirty second. He's actually fifty percent, right? No, when but I'm, when I'm saying, because they, from this is a this is a side effect of slavery and white supremacy mindset. Not that everyone have it. How could he? He's supposed to hate his mother that raised him and go against his own mother because his mother's white. His grandparents helped feed him, but he's seen as he can't be supporting that. Although he's equal, that is a problem. That is where the person. And this is actually. Cock- is taking their own um, belief system mm. or say, hey, or distrust and projecting it onto that child. It's a very, it's, it's really kind of disgusting. If you have, let's say oh, you're in a mixed race, mixed race family, right? Yeah. You're telling your child, well, you can't be like daddy or mommy, whoever's white, because you're. Well, you can't be like them because I'm. You can't be like you. Not pure enough. I mean, it's. it's, But I. I, I, And I say this as a as a mixed up person. Like I am also a mixed up person. But what I'm saying though is, um, our great grandparents got down. Yeah, but what I'm saying no miscegenation. As soon as a white like I don't know what it is about white genes, but you know, as soon as a white person has a baby with someone who's not white, that baby is not going to be white. It's just not. Because this, I mean, because what, I mean, race is a, you know, people like to say gender is a social contract, construct. That isn't because you either have testicles or you don't. All right. Yeah. But as far as testicles race. or ovaries. You know. Or ovaries. But um, as far as race goes, there's not really a lot of differences besides skin color. Culturally, yeah, there's differences. But the skin color and all that is, you know. And you know, that's an like adaptation for like how that. much sunlight you're exposed to because yeah. you have the different types of pigment is to protect you from the sun and you have low levels of pigment and so you can make more vitamin D because you're in a winter climate. So what, what I'm, we have it. But what I'm saying though is I wonder if all of the, the racism that we feel like when you when you when someone like Hillary Clinton comes on stage or definitely Donald Trump, they have racist vibes. Like you know this person is not down for, you know, anyone who's not white. And I feel like a lot of their policies well, Don, Yeah, Donald Trump is no, like no, straight. I mean, he's, he's not he's, he's not, not even, even trying front. to hide it. He's not even <laughs> trying to front. No, I mean it's just it is what it is. Um um like did you hear about the so you know the dude who did all right, let me hold on, let me finish one topic and then go to the next one. Um <laughs> I wonder if that's really a thought process for them because a lot of their policies, when you look at American politics around the world, a lot of the bad things, like the bad policies, like allowing Dakota Access Pipeline to go through, allowing uh, um, or sending or helping uh, Saudi Arabia to bomb Yemen or, you know, all of it, they, they seem to have a disproportionate effect on people of color around the world. When you look at the people who who are affected by the policies of of, of the, our judicial judicial system, yeah, some white people are affected by it, but primarily, it's people of color in America who who are the victims because they have no limited power. Okay, and the primarily the people who are getting bombed in the rest of the world 
are Arabs and everyone else. Or Eastern Europeans, because Eastern Europeans are and more powerful. you know, the espionage that we're doing down in South America, <laughs> primarily. Well, we have destabilized right, South America pretty badly. Yeah, because we, you know, but it's all, I mean, I, I, at, the, at the base of that, there's also a battle for resources and controlling and all that kind of stuff. But there's also, like, you don't find white people suffering at the hands of white people as much as you do as because the they made a deal with each other to like cut that out to some degree what do you yeah. mean they made a deal with I each mean, other after white people made a deal with yeah, white people yeah white people made a deal with each other throughout um, but when we say white we're talking about western Europeans not western and eastern Europeans it was a little bit we're talking about western. Caucasians people, well, well I, I'm separating because the western European structure and central Europeans when they were at their heyday when their militaries were doing well and they were conquering people they made they fought with each other still but they say hey i'll fight with you for dominance between you and i but if any of those other people mess with us oh, we're going to team together you're talking about that um what was that agreement that was the Bretton Woods. i mean there was some there's a couple other agreements that they had no, there was that, an agreement they had to, to topple the ottoman empire with the british the that French. one the uh, one they did for Africa where they were cutting it up. What was that one? Uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking man. on the name right I can't now. Remember. But they did a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. So th- this is one of the things that they were seeing themselves as allies, but they were competing. They were setting the, the table of how they're going to compete so they don't I- extinct themselves. But right now, the world is global. And the funny thing is that human beings will... You're going to like who you like. What do you mean when you say the world is global? The, lo- the, the world has always been global. And I'm sorry, but that was a little bit of a lazy statement. It's in 10 hours, I could be in Beijing right now. I can drive down to J, I can go to JFK because it's cheaper and fly over Canada, over the Arctic Circle, and be in Beijing. Mm-hmm. You know, I might take a little while to get to Malaysia, it might take me what 20 hours or something. Probably, you know, Guam yeah. is pretty far, yeah, but that's a day's travel. The mo- a day you could be anywhere, a day in the world. you can get anywhere, yeah, anywhere basically. in the world. Yep. That's pretty quick, yeah, right. Um, I could call all of us can call this podcast could be listening on on a cell phone anywhere anywhere you could be chilling in Ghana or down in you know Argentina right now listening to us and be like these yellow people are hilarious but um or anywhere so it for that reason it's really dangerous because how do you stop and contain if you have to be pure mm-hmm. there's no very few other concepts are like you have to be pure you're purely human let that bs go <laughs> from what you're saying there I, I just watched this documentary with jim carrey and he was speaking about um the know, comedian jim carrey yeah he's, um, he's woke so he's like almost too woke yeah he's i mean it's, it's, he's, <laughs> he's like, almost some crazy. of the things that he's he says crazy, is, but he's like almost like he's on the yeah he's i mean he's not i wouldn't say he's crazy but he is expressive in different ways at this point which is <laughs> but it's, really, it's really insightful he was saying like you know whenever we're born we're always put into like the social constructs that you're saying like race gender where you're from your area he's like why is it that because i think going back to what you say about the human thing he says like you know at some point in time like who put the lines down that divided all of us like oh canada and america like it's just land i, I thought day. that when i was a kid and no one could answer that for me like what? Like what makes like us who, who different? Made all the different yeah, like who just Africa decided like oh, we're just going to cut yeah, this yeah. off oh, here. The person in power at the time that drew the line. Yeah, and who but, named who named Africa Africa? Is what I'm saying. But but more importantly, he was saying, um, like, why do we use these things to separate the fact that at the end of the day we're all human? Yeah. Like that's what's destroying everything. We used to like he's right. We think that like instead if we eliminate all the other social constructs and just respect the fact that human to human or person to person, yeah, yeah. do you think that that would solve somewhat in politics? 
like, as yeah. you become global, well, politics exists to, to, to protect individual groups. Mm-hmm. So the, there are social constructs. Po- politics, government, business, they're not real. Exactly. They, they, they don't exist. There's no money, money is not real. Money is not real. <laughs> They're all social constructs for us yeah. to be able to engage. So, can I get a little Quranic for a moment? The uh, please do. Yeah. Uh, um, we believe since the two of us on this podcast are Muslim, that God. I'm going to just translate. Um, God made diversity so we would get to know each other. Not just so we would get to fight each other, right? And appreciate each other's differences. Appreciate differences. Because one, Culturally. it is proven now in a lot of studies that if you bring people from a variety of different genders, race, ethnicities, they're actually going to produce a better product. Because in communic- you have to communicate more yep. when people are not the same. And you actually get to discuss what you really want. Because if, if you're too similar... You just assume everyone's agreeing, and you don't really discuss the, the, the root of the issue. Mm, yep. So you get better products, and that's kind of good. And the food is better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's definitely true. That is definitely true. Yeah, we got to get a trip to Malaysia, man, because their oh, food man. is on fire. So we need we need to do the, it for the podcast. Yeah, write it yeah off. for the podcast, uh, a business trip. So that, that's good. We may have it in there. So <laughs> if you have, so there are positive aspects of social co- construct, and I like my culture. Mm. Right, I'm wearing. We're all wearing jeans right now. No, you're not. Wearing, are you wearing jeans? Yeah, what are those? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so we're all wearing jeans, and I think I mentioned this before. And that's a social construct. I just need clothes to keep warm and not have my stuff out. But it's funny how we all choose jeans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we 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 live in a, uh, the influence of the jeans from being Americans, and oh, it's so. just gone all over the place now. Yeah, you know, I yeah, could be we wearing. No structure. <laughs> I could be wearing. A, um, I'm part Scottish. I could be wearing a kilt right now. I, I, I mean, it wouldn't be doing anything. I'd be is, that, is that a Barbados thing? What? The, Being scar- part Scottish? Um, yeah, the, 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 the British brought a lot of people over there, but a lot of the Europeans used to come down there and vacation in Barbados. Well, that's why I'm, I'm a light-skinned person, because my... Um, I'm also part Irish. My, uh, what is she? My great-grandmother was mixed, so my, uh, my great-great-grandmother was Scottish. Mm. So I was just at the center, I, cause, and she's also from Barbados, so that's why I was like, "Oh, hey, I wonder if there's um something there." Anyway, sorry, uh, continue. No, no, actually, that's a good a good point. So, like, being from the a small island in the Caribbean, who grew up here in Boston, my family is extremely mixed. Where, like, uh, pictures of my my parents and my grandparents, you can always find them. They're like the lightest one in the mm, <laughs> photo. Yeah. That one. And it just happens because they they intermarried pretty early on in the family. And then my parents were just of their siblings, the fairest ones, mm. you know, but my uncles are all, and aunts are all colors. Yeah. And for me, I was light skinned, but I didn't think it was like a privilege. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just in a rainbow, rainbow of mm. my family. My family has a whole bunch of phenotypes, blue eyes, black eyes, dark hair, short, tall, yeah. you know, we're from like four ten to six, five, six, six. In the same family It's crazy You know what's funny About my kids Let me just interject I got kids with blue eyes Kids lighter than me Kids darker than me And we all have I mean I only have Children with one person But it's interesting How um, 
how that works out. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think when two white people have kids, they just have white children. <laughs> well, they can, they can have some, depending if they're, if they're, mix, if they're Irish and they're, like, Greek, there's going to be a lot of mixing around because those are not the same ethnicities, per se, right? Well, Greek isn't really, like, I mean, is that really white, though? Well, you know. know, they fought to be declared white in the United States in the no, 1910s. No, but that's a status thing. That's yeah, not a really a real thing. Because nobody wanted to be a Negro no. in the 1910s. They didn't want to be Jewish back then. <laughs> yeah, so, they would hang in everybody. Yeah. Um, I think that they're, they're clearly culturally distinct, and they, they have different heritages. Mm-hmm. Um. It's sort of like Italians. Italians are high. There's a good percentage, like 10% of Italians are Negroes because Rome ruled that whole area and some of them are from the South. Yeah. Does it really matter? I think it's pretty interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but that's all it's supposed to be. It's just, hey, it, this is it, interesting. It's really cool. So you know? don't get bored on this planet. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, know? I think one of the issues that you have is we got to do that, but I still have to identify myself as I'm a black man, I'm a Latino man, I'm a person of mixed race, mixed heritage with melanin and African looking feet, some African looking features in the United States. Politically, I'm black. And I understand that because I need to defend it because there's these issues that I need to battle with for my survival and for my children to do well in my community to hopefully get to us being human. And I'm not saying that um, I, I adopt the Pan-African movement for that reason, because I got to deal with white supremacy and the byproducts of people not liking each other and all that just because it's real. Right? Wait, uh, do you say so you are a, a follower, a believer of, of, in the Pan-African movement? Well, the Pan-African movement is pretty awesome. The original Pan-African. Omar Johnson? Huh? He's the, he's the prince of Pan-Africanism. Oh, wait, is this the guy from Philly? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I, <laughs> what was no, that? No, no, no. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about Du Bois. Du Bois. W E B. Du Bois. Marcus Garvey. Who? Um, Garvey. The, the original Pan Africans were saying that everyone coming in out of the diaspora, mm-hmm. be you speaking English, French, Italian, yeah. Spanish, Portuguese, you were all the same and had and that there was a diaspora culture that they called pan-africanism now a lot of crazy people was taking it up after that i'm just noticing that if you're from the diaspora that you have something in common yeah you know what I'm actually even if you're from the continent because they use uh people on the continent ignore that mm-hmm. the people taken from the continent and brought into the in the diaspora here in the americas made the americas powerful enough and europe powerful enough to go conquer Africa. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do next podcast? Um, I am going to do a better job of um, keeping us on track because I have no idea how we got here. <laughs> yeah. But I like what, the where, flow. Where did this come from? But, but like, this is we... our flow, like barbershop slash coffee shop slash. No, but I mean, because I, I think we're, were we talking about Obama's race or something? What? We started yeah. with talking about Obama and politics, which if you mention Obama and politics, you're going to come to some level of race. Oh, OK. I think I was saying um, I wonder I wonder if if white people really feel threatened mm. by their dwindling numbers. Like if if there if there if there's any kind, are, is there a fear? You know, because it's not like they're actually dying. It's just they're just intermarrying more. Yeah, as soon as they have, as soon as they marry a um, a black person or a Chinese so person, kind of like a side question off of yeah. that. 
Um, because I know you brought up Umar Johnson. I want to bring a white person in here and like hey, not, let's talk. You. Sorry, I mean, Umar, I, I respect him for his knowledge of a lot of black history and things. Like that. I've learned a lot from like the things that he says. I don't agree with like 95% of the things that he says outside of that. Do you, do you with disagree with 95% yeah. of him? Yeah. No, like well, as far as his takes on like the black community with uh, as far as us intermingling with other cultures and things of that nature. Oh, I don't he agree with the majority with, like, of them. All of that stuff, which is odd to me. So, my question is, what, what is the issue with, with black men and white women? Why is that like such an issue for some people in our culture for some reason? Uh, um, okay. Or so even, I, not even, I'm sorry, so not just white You're, women, you're a little young, but I understand. Yeah. But here's the thing. Back in the 80s and 90s. 70s. Uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And maybe, you know, OJ is a good example of this. As soon as a, a black guy gets some money, I'm not saying this happens all the time. As soon as he gets some money, he wants to go get some some white women involved with him. Remember Jack Johnson, the boxer from the nineteen from the World War One era. Yeah, he had two white women. Yeah, two white women. While while the Klan can manage on the thing, and he was like, "What?" It was a status symbol. So they they, and this is not the case now. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about true love. Like my wife is a product of a biracial marriage, and they they have true love for each other. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of a lot of black men specifically, it doesn't really happen so often the other way around. But a lot mm-hmm. of black men specifically, they feel that when they get some money, oh man, I gotta go get me some some white yeah. booty. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I know that's and like that, a, that's it. That's, well, yeah. white, well, no black but that, women but would get saying, it that's, from white. That's men. what it comes from. It comes mm-hmm. from. That that psych, psychosis. So have we not like evolved past that thought process? Are we still there, stuck there's in that? still people out there with that thought process? Well, I I, I would just look at you not know just ask number. yourself. You're a young black man. I'm a young black man. If you had a million tomorrow, would you consider a white woman um, a uh, a trophy for yourself or something that like uh, something that you could finally fulfill in your life? No, I don't. I don't have that mindset. Cause okay, I can date so a white girl. I can date a white he girl right now. Because he's like, okay, that's so the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. If you don't have that awesome. mindset, then that's not something you have to worry about. Like for me, it's nothing. I don't. I don't really particularly care for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really attracted to. Caucasian. But the only reason I say that, I was on but Twitter the other day, and someone I actually posted. Them all. And um, I think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let go, ahead, no. go ahead. Okay, but anyways, they they posted this thread of um, athletes and actors or something something like that. Mm-hmm. Successful black men, like you were saying, and they were either married or their fiance was a white woman. But I feel like the way they presented it is if it's that like that's an issue. It is an issue if you look at the reasons behind why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. If they if they are in true love with this person, I don't see. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. I think from the outside looking in, if you have a whole roster of black men and they all have white women and they all got it with that white woman after a certain amount of success, you could say that at least thirty or forty percent of those black men got with that white woman because they have some kind of mental issue with white people you know they feel like oh i gotta do better than these black women around here i gotta do something better for myself so if you have that kind of issue then it's a problem if you don't then don't worry about it you know simple as that and also one of the things that happens is that when you are if you have weak social connections political connections like you're a young black male or woman and you're we're the first to go to college or second and you don't have a deep community that white person who is cool with you that gives you guidance and mentorship and then exposes you to their network sometimes you meet that person and you don't have a relationship with someone who's where you want to be and you have a lot of professional marriages that come out of the black community i think they have a little bit they, they have that i oh i i have men white women but she also came from this door that actually supported me 
in my professional aspirations. So it gets kind of cloudy. I think I think I I get what you're saying, but I think so. Let's say black women specifically. I think that they don't like that idea of um, you shouldn't be checking for them anyway because they're not going to hold you down like I'll hold you down. Uh, and she need to get in her lane because you don't get to tell me personally. Now, I, well, I've always, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to you know, that's when someone's going too far. You I, don't I, get I, to tell a person who they're going to be with either way, black or white, Latino, I'm just trying to put. I'm just trying to put. I know the what they're saying to me. Because they're, they're not going to understand. I, 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 I kind of feel um, Muhammad Ali put it, said something like that. Like, he, you know, they're not going to get you the way a sister will get you, all right? But at the same time, you cannot dictate to some other black man what, how, who's going to get him how and whatever. I mean, even, here's the thing. Even if this black guy just loves white women because he just likes the pale skin and he likes the way they talk and he's, he's just sick of black women and that's his prerogative. It's not good, you know, but uh, that's just the way he is and what are you going to do? Kill yourself over it? No, just whatever. I wouldn't that's even waste my breath on him. I'm not even, I don't even care about it. You know, it's, not, it's none of my business, so... Um, but I understand the thoughts and here's the thing and this is why I think and this is why I think some and this is just my own thoughts I think why maybe white people feel a certain kind of way about that when that happens is any child that white woman has that child is not white <laughs> not, not in this social so, so all no. all the white history of that white woman that got with that black woman stops with her and I think maybe that's why but I don't I don't I just don't get the importance of it like I think they they, they feel like their numbers are dwelling. There's some kind of importance I, you know to having I, I, high white numbers or something. You know, if you're, you know, I don't get it. I really don't. I really want to understand. And mixed family, and a lot of people don't realize that if you're in America, you're probably in a mixed family. Twenty percent of the black genome in the United States is white, and like ten percent of the 20% white. Twenty percent of the black genome in America is white. Is it white people? White people, due okay. to, because of the effects of slavery and yeah, yeah, yeah. on forced miscegenation, yeah. and then later mixed miscegenation. Mm-hmm. Conversely, about five, eight percent of, depending on the numbers, of white genome in America is black, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of, as they say in Louisiana, passe blanks, yeah. because you can mix around and you're going to have a really clear, fair child, and that child is going to pass as white into marriage. The child may be brown, but whatever. If they there, there was also um, in the Caribbean, in South America, and in in a smaller context in the United States, they would inter, they would have relationships on their in, on their plantation, and the family would protect them. Mm. They might be racist outside, but in house, don't come and tell me what to do. So you had a lot of mixing. Really? Thomas Jefferson's kind of known for this. Um, Thomas Jefferson had had. His yeah. white wife, and then he had his black wife, essentially, and then he freed them all, which is common in that day. Once he died, mm. manumission, um, and he was with her, like he brought her everywhere. Um, I don't see how you could be racist, but like just love some black women, man. Like I don't know. It, it, because like, ra- just, because it's it's not real. It it's isn't real. It's but something I'm, that you get to define socially and culturally. So he might have had that personally with his children. And his and his woman, mm-hmm. equality, but couldn't. And this is where white people have struggled with hold their group accountable for their behavior because that's harder to do. Yeah, 
It's harder to say, yo, man, yo, I can do whatever I want. And then say, uh, bro, you can't treat them people like that because they're going to be like, what's wrong with you there, Tommy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's psychology stuff. Because yeah. you, you receive sanctions. honesty, man. Like, if you, if you like black women so much, then clearly they're not animals. Clearly they're not beneath you. Like, why... You know, just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, that's, yeah, that's what it came up with all but, kinds um, of stuff. But I, I would say that what you're seeing is a growing mixture of creolized. And this is that happens all the time. Human beings separate. They come together they intermarry. And then there's a new kind of look, you know, of growing yellow people. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's not really real because we're it's it, think the rule 200 years from now they're not going to be having this darn conversation yeah. there's going to be some other like people from the americas and people from china are intermarrying in high numbers what does this mean for the chinese population yeah um there's just going to be a lot of different looking but chinese you people you did say something else that was really interesting too to me it was something about um who did me how um black people are like the only culture who don't represent each other like but in the sense of like for example like Jews are with Jews. Oh, you're um, right. Italians are with Italians. Black Americans. Yeah, like black. So, I think you're talking about black Americans. Black Americans. No, you're right. Represent each other. From, not even from not even from just a relationship standpoint, but from in business. general. Business. Yeah. Like we don't do business with each other. Well, we used to. Mm-hmm. Right. We used to, and actually, with my business, I I try to do that as much as humanly possible because I see that the, the our society is better when we do business with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, through so much heartache, through so much, it's not easy sometimes. Oh, you could go broke. Doing man, I, man, man, I got stories, man. But anyway, it is not easy trying to keep my money in the black community and trying to do business with other black people because a lot of times we just don't have each other's best interests at heart. We always got excuses. You know, I'm someone, and I'm, I'm being dead ass honest. I will, you know, I'm big on honesty. I believe in telling the truth. Um, when I have, uh, I just did some business with a friend of mine. Hopefully he'll come on and do a podcast show with us one of these days. Um, there's electricians. I have a, I have a, so basically what I do with my company is I help improve people's places. So whatever they need done, if they need a, so like all this kind of stuff here, I can help put this kind of, well, people can't see the gestures I'm making, but uh, let's say you have a basement. You need to fix your basement up, make it into, you know, nice little bachelor pad or something like that. I can make that happen. I got the connections to make it happen. When I call the white boys to do some work, done next day. Mm-hmm. They'll charge you twice as much, but it'll get done the next day and it's done. If there's a problem, they'll come and fix it. When you want to call the black guy who's doing the same thing, sounds racist when I say like black guy, but let's say I have a white electrician and a black electrician. Mm-hmm. The white electrician gets it done, no problems, charges you twice as much. The black electrician, and I'm going for my own experience, there's always issues. Oh man, what happened was my daughter. She had to. I couldn't get out there. Oh man, what happened was uh, my car broke down. Like there's always an issue. Now there's all there's uh, there's other sides to that. You know why is there? You could look at the black society. Like why 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 does he have to watch his child during work hours? You know why is something happening where he can't he can't get it done? Like where where does the family at? Where's the support for him? Where's his wife at? Where you know there's all types of reasons. Why is his car breaking down? He didn't fix it you know a year ago when it had an issue. You know there's issues there. There's all types of issues that that lean into That's what a it good is. Point right there. But um, when it comes down to it, me my bottom line, I got to get this done by this certain amount of time. I know that I'm gonna have a little bit more harder time dealing with the black people who provide the same service as opposed to the white people. 
and that really sucks. But I still go the black route because I want, <laughs> yeah. I want my people. I want our job. I want other strong. Yeah, yeah it's our job culture. as a people. But we need to stick together and try to work with mm-hmm. each other to get to the point where one of the other issues also is yeah. that you can ask me any ethnicity. You know who's always paid me the best. White people in organizations. They pay me on time. Let me tell you something. Out of all my clients I have now, I have about 50 plus clients, maybe 54, 55. How many, guess how many black clients I have? One. Two. Two. Married couple. Wow. Everyone else is white and Jewish. Yeah. I had, um, I mean, I have right now to this date three former clients that owe me over $60,000. They're all black. Never pay me. I'm never going to get that money either. It's gone. It's gone. And that is frustrating because that is money that I could have reinvested in hiring black people. I could have helped other businesses. And this, if I didn't understand what Iman was just talking about, the constructs behind that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to do business with black people. Exactly. Like the reason why... It hurt. Let me... No lie. It hurt. The reason why I uh, can understand what... The black man is going through because I am also a black man and I also have issues sometimes. Like last, uh, like two weeks ago, uh, our wives weren't available and we had to watch the kids. You know, so consequently the podcast was jacked up. Um, we couldn't even use that podcast. So things happen. Whereas in other communities, they always have a something to something to handle those kind of things when those things pop up. Oh, the car's broken down. Well, just use the other one. <laughs> you know. Oh, the kids uh, the kids broke her leg. Well, I'll have the nanny take her to take him in. You know, there's all types of measures that are taken to handle these kind of things, so the business goes seamless. Yeah. You know. So and I I understand the other side as well. So I always will still try to you know. Yeah. Um, no. No. I've been on the other the side like so, on, yeah. on myself like um. You know, kids are down in Texas. Got to fly down and go see them. Um, I'm smiling because one of the kids walked into the cameo. Yeah, um, she's doing a cameo off off mic. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, um, I think that what it, what happened is also we got away from some of the social things of utilizing community. We want to go and, and, and this is not just. We yeah, as a black true. people This is an very American true. thing That makes no sense This idea of a nuclear family Is just a husband and wife You're gonna go insane You know how hard it is To manage all your children By yourself Tell That's the only person it. That you talk to yep. That's not how we're designed As human beings You're supposed to have A variety of different relationships yep. That's why you have big families That's why you have community This concept of a nuclear community we made up in the 1940s and 50s, and it's killing us. And, you know, our society is at a point now. Oh, wow. We've been at 100. I'm sorry. We're at one hour and 25 minutes. Um, We do 90 minutes, dude. That's what we do. We should do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but our society is made up. We we don't trust our neighbors anymore. Like, I don't don't trust my neighbors. This is reality. I don't know who's going to try to rape one of my kids or something or something crazy. I got to kill somebody. Like, I don't. You know, uh, we we don't uh, like when I was a kid, I could uh, we had the whole neighborhood, old people giving us candy and making pancakes and stuff for us on Sundays mm-hmm. and going over there because my wife, my mom couldn't afford to feed us that night. So we went over to a friend's house and ate dinner that night. Like there's all types of family, not necessarily family, just communal dynamics, communal yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nowadays, that stuff is cut off. You know, my dad lives in Seattle. My mom lives, you know, pretty far away it, from it's me. It's there intermittent. Like, I'm in this building, right? And it can get kind of cold and distance. Yeah. Uh, 
the millennials really suck at it because they haven't been brought up in that. Yeah. But there are a couple of neighbors that, uh, uh, you know, one of my neighbors on the sixth floor, she'll come down and watch the kids. We watch the other kids. We're people are trying because it's it's inherent to being human to try to make exactly. to speak language and build. You want to connect. You need to connect. Yeah, and you can't. Technology, love technology. It's a tool to help you connect, but it's not real connection. You gotta do stuff for people, and doing stuff for people requires you to trust them and be vulnerable in some level. You, not saying you don't hold them accountable. Not saying you don't set some level of expectations or anything else like that. Um, but you have to be able to 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 do that, and you. You don't need all that medication at that point in time. You're going to feel better. Why are we doing things? The behaviors we have right now are just putting us, making us less and less happy and putting you in a ton of debt. Why are you going out there and getting your first apartment at eight, you know, 18, 20 years old, whenever, and you can't afford it, and now you're 25 and you got $30,000 in credit card debt, and you could have stayed at your parents for an extra two hours, I mean, two years. Yeah. Save some money and bought a house. Yeah, that comes from us. That's that's completely on this generation. Us as millennials, we're not like well, your parents. Actually. So let me. Well, you're well, in well, college, well, right, right now. Yeah. Of course. Are you in debt as well? Oh, I will be when I graduate. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, to the tune of how much? A uh, little, uh, probably around between eighty and ninety thousand. Oh man, Damn, somewhere son. around there. That's half a house. Yeah, that's a whole house down south. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a mansion down south. Yeah. <laughs> you be but yeah. wow, man, it's it's part. In fact, like for millennials, like you were saying, the trust. I don't want to say so much of the trust, but like a lot of us, we don't feel the need to reach out because we're so we're into the technology and the, like we don't actually care for the face to face. Like we won't we won't reach out to somebody to get advice. Like, hey, should I buy this apartment now when I'm in debt? I got my first job. Like, should I move out or should I just stay? Like, yeah. we don't do the, the groundwork to come talk to people who've actually done stuff, done stuff that could help us. Why do you think that is? That. Why don't you do that? I mean, I do it. I do it now. Well, let's say your generation. Why don't do, I mean, why don't we do it? Yeah. Cause we're just, I think we're arrogant. We're just stupid. Like we think that we can just figure everything else out. Mm -hmm. And like, there's already been a wheel that's created. There's people who've done things that yeah. we should definitely reach out to because yeah. that'll help us not make as many mistakes. And I think that we're, I don't know. I think it's the technology, honestly. Mm. I think it's, we feel as if we have, there's so much information at our fingertips that we could just figure it out. That's that's kind of true. We could but just figure it out. You still I need some guidance, though. We still I need the guidance. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, because yeah, here it is. If you know, oh, I was I was very similar when I when I when I finished college. I had about twenty five, thirty thousand dollars in debt because I, I I had some good scholarships and I went in the navy, but. Um, I was paying money for stuff that I didn't need to be paying for. Oh, Personally, if I look back at it now, I'd have been like, I could have bought a house and um, earlier on, wasting money, just wasting money. And it wasn't that my parents weren't advising me. It was there was a shift in thought process culturally in the, in the U.S. in the like the 70s, 80s to go into this. Let's finance everything. Let's go out and let's be independent because we were told that that was going to make us happy, right? Like we we're our friends or something. Yep. And it, it really doesn't because now, um, you know, I got kids, married. I end up spending most of my time around other people that I actually, I'm selective who I spend my time around with. You know, I want to be connected. Mm. Now, I use technology sometimes to connect my phone, you know, uh, app. We talk, whatever, you know, video conferencing and those things. But 
it's not something uh, if I really want to connect with a person I, I invite them to coffee have a mm-hmm. cup of coffee or bring them over for lunch or we go meet up for lunch dinner or go to an event together because that's what matters yeah we, we when you start those things that you do with the people you connect with you build your own culture it happens almost immediately you could do it to, you can have some planning around that yeah. and that's what we need to do to fix this issue about yeah. feeling is building senses of community just going out and reaching out with people now some people are going to suck let's be, be real clear some people you're going to be like you know what you're not going to make the cut yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to make the cut but I don't take that personally just say hey we're not a good fit um, there were a couple you know sometimes you put a lot more energy in some of the organizations and they waste your time that's okay you say okay I know what I need to look out for next time and don't let that stuff scar you I think a lot of people have poor experiences they get scarred and they walk around with a chip on their shoulder and that's also a problem with I think a lot of the millennials too because since we don't get that many experiences because we prefer to do things like not face to face or through technology that when we do have a situation that we're like they're not good socially yeah. or they have a bad experience and they're like you know what that's not going to happen again yeah and so that ends up killing the experience that we get from face-to-face situations and actually building relationships that matter. You're right. Yeah, like you, you get a permanent scar and like what not exactly. to do. Yeah. Um, hey, question for you. You know what we should do? We should do a podcast, one podcast and dedicate just the whole thing to talk about business. Sounds like how, how we do what we do, um, you know, how we, how we feed our families, all that kind of good stuff. Um, because I, I, we both have black-owned businesses. You know Why? We're both black. We have black boy magic together. No, <laughs> no black boy magic. Negative. Man law no. violation. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> um, so um, I think we're going to cut it short here. But um, yeah, short. Think, minutes, yeah, short. we're at ninety minutes right now. Um, but I think yeah, man, we um, we should um, yeah, we we, we there's a lot of connection that is lost, and I think it's more and more more and more connection is lost as time goes on. Like even now, you're listening to a conversation on a podcast through your phone or through your computer or something like that, and that replaces the conversation that you listen to when you you know leave your house and go do something. So, um, but I mean, that's just the way the the country. Me, like going. people ride the train and don't look at anybody. Well, so you like, can't, I mean, sitting on the I, train, I never looked at people. I talk to people on the train sometimes, but sometimes I'm on my phone. Let that per- crazy person get on the phone. Airbuds go in in a microsecond. Yeah. <laughs> Fake nodding. I'm waiting for the app to actually launch the music because I don't want to deal with you right now. But most, I met some good conversations. You know, on the train. you know what's funny though? I get annoyed when people, um, like when I, you know, I haven't taken a train in a while, but when I used to take the train, I don't like talking to people. Like I just want to, like, like you know, I, w- I would just want to do my thing and like no one talk to me. Like that's the thing. Like I hate. You know what I hate? One of my little things I hate the most about the train. You often recognize people that you know. And like you know, you're just not in the state to like say, "Oh, hey, how are you?" It's a long time. Like I don't know how to do all that stuff. It's very annoying to me. No, you could just do the nod, like, "What's up?" Which says, "I acknowledge you, but I'm mad busy." But right stay, now. stay at a distance and just do the yeah, the, the, the nod, the, the, okay. the nod, like, "Hey, how yeah. you doing?" I take a step, and if the person looks like they look like they're in their thing, I'm like, "Hey, you all right? All right, yeah, you good? You busy? All right, I'll, I'll do my thing over That's here." That's just the way that things are going. It's the lack of communication has become normal. Like I have a lot of friends who like we the get an Uber social, driver. Yeah, like they don't want the Uber to talk to them. <laughs> no, I'm, this is a thing. Like, like some people I'm one say, of those like, guys too, though. I don't. Like, you don't want the Uber to talk to you. 
Like, I'm like, I'm you, in your car, so you. I'm going to say hello. Like, let's have at least somewhat of conversation. Well, you're I don't want to be person. awkward. <laughs> I, here's the thing about me. I'm just generally, I have a mean, uh, I have a mean streak. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, I just don't like people. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I really like people. No, I, I, I like people when I, I want to, I, I engage when I want to engage. But yeah. in general, it's like I'm just doing my thing. I'm in my head a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is how I make things happen. I, I work it out in my head and then I put it in the action. I completely understand. There's so, a lot of high energy people who just waste this energy just, yeah. just conversations all the time like I've had I've had Lyft drivers and stuff and like hey what's going on what you doing like hey where you coming from going over there huh what's happening like it's like man I, I don't know I don't know I'm just you know uh, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in sometimes I talk when it happens sometimes I'm like let's say one in every 20 rides I'll be like oh hey what's going on fella you know like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna how's no. your drive going today? hey uh, how you I, I'm like hey how you doing but sometimes you, you know you get a little bit of information and drop yeah. it up there I don't take that many lifts and Ubers right now. I take I take it a little bit because I live literally right in front of a train stop, so I just yeah. hop on the train. Save that dope. Oh man, we should. You know what else we should talk about is how much money we've wasted on our youth. Oh good lord, oh, have man. mercy! I used to be a real could we not agent, talk man. about that? Because if my father hears how oh. much money, I, well, my father does know how much we money can help. Wasted. We can help some people, brother. Like, you hey, can help some man. people. But like, uh, you know what? When I was young, and actually until recently, in between, I just I didn't always waste money. But I was like, I'd get on a plane and go somewhere just because I felt like it, and just make a trip of it. Actually, yeah. it's actually quite fun, and uh, you can do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, now I got to plan it out. I haven't, you know, throw all the kids on the on a plane or drive someplace. It's been like two years. Two I haven't done years. that because in order for me to get all. Seven of my children and wife and kid on and myself on a plane. Uh, we're looking at many, many thousands of dollars. And now I'm. You should just get I'm a like group the exact rate. opposite. Like you should now, get a group rate. You, I should if there's if there is such a thing. But like look, look, I have a group yeah. of ten. <laughs> yeah. Because there's gonna be cancellations. Like yeah, I have a du- can I? Yeah. When does a group rate start? Twelve? Yeah, I want that one, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's been the not dumb podcast. We're not dumb. We just pretend sometimes. We just pretend sometimes. Um, uh, so uh, we we're, we're gonna we're gonna work out a structure, so we stay on topic, and then uh, we're gonna we're have segments. Gonna topic. I think at the end of at the end of our podcast, maybe we'll hit the news. Like we'll talk about whatever throughout, and then at the end we'll hit the news, and uh, we're gonna stay on topic a little more. Uh, we're still learning. You know, this is this is actually our you know sixth or seventh podcast. However. Um, it's only number two to you guys because the, we we uh, we messed a whole bunch of them up. So um, there you go. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Um, thanks a lot for um, hanging out, uh, Cliff. Do you have anything to say? Any last words? Um, well, thank you for letting me uh, you know come on with you guys for the first few episodes. Anytime, man. See you my mm-hmm. last time here for a while. I'm gonna go home for the summer. You know who you look like, man? Hannibal Burris. You look like Hannibal Burris. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I met Hannibal Burris. Really? Yeah, real yeah. talk. Met with him at a Pan African event uh, two weeks ago. Are y'all related? We might be. I have no idea. I'm I just saying. I, I, was, I was he, at home. He's a real cool that. dude. Cliff looks like, like real, Burris. He yeah. was a real cool dude. I hope he's real proud of himself for destroying a man's legacy. <laughs> he did call it years ago. Nah, he did. He did nah, he didn't it. destroy it. I think everyone was talking about it, but I think he got the, the spotlight. Yeah. But, um, shout out to Hannibal. Yeah, actually. so so how are you Iron Man Abdullah? How did this Iron Man come up as we closing out for the day? Because uh, I don't know where this came from. I because um, I always liked um, uh, War Machine. I always liked the, okay, okay. the black uh, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know who that, War Machine is. I've had that Facebook um, picture profile on my thing for many, many years. and um, I I'm just, actually uh, I'm Wakanda right now. I'm, um, 
Civil War. What's his name? Um, I'm Black Panther. Civil War is my avatar for one of my game. My game I'm playing right now. That's cool. Yeah, I was really excited when it happened. So until I level him up, I'm trying to level him up as high as possible so yeah. he stays my avatar for a little while. So, so two of um, two of my good friends from Seattle, they're actually kind of like my brothers almost. They all. They, so I have a Black Iron Man. Well, I, I think I might have took it down now, but I had the Black Iron Man picture as my Facebook picture. Mm. They have a black. One of them has like a black Spider Man. Oh, Miles Morales. And then the other one has a yeah, exactly. And then the other one has um Black Panther. Is it Black Panther? I think it's Black Panther. So we had this thing where we were like Black Avengers assemble. It's real corny, real geeky. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when I go to Seattle, we usually go and kick and watch movies and stuff. Uh, it's not. It's kind of corny, so I can't really explain it. But that's where Iron Man Abdullah comes. Yeah, from. I wonder if I should kick back an old nickname I used to have, but I don't know. I used to be called PK. PK. Mm-hmm. You don't have a P. Do you have a K in your name? No, I'm a preacher's kid. Oh, yeah, okay. that's the name. And then right. they changed into something else that I can't mention right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but well, yeah, I was uh, uh, I was all um, right. I was PK. You know, I, I probably could. I probably could guess, but I'm not gonna. I'm no. not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. We would have All a right. serious apology wife segment out. Just the whole out. Drew Hill, whole album. Whole Drew, the whole album. Yeah, we'd yeah. have we'd have to do like Brian McKnight, like that oh, level man. of apology. That's real. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'll leave that alone. Um, All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, Thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry this took so long. Sorry we missed a whole bunch of podcasts. But like I said, we are learning, and um, I think we're um, I think we're all the better for it. All right. One. One. See you.